doesn't bother us. We live in the heat. We train in the heat. It tells us that we're ready. We're at home. Dana, 60 G's, baby! <laughs> and, and I'll tell you, honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it. Hello and welcome to the 14th edition of the Spitballing Podcast. I'm your host Luke Byron and with me today I've got Cameron Major, Tom Kennett and for the last time for the foreseeable future, Sean Shute. So uh, following last week's draft lottery, the Celtics were ordered the number one pick. If I go to you first, Sean, do you think they should trade the pick or do you think they should keep it? Uh, yeah, so obviously there's been a lot of articles about what they can do with it. My personal view is that it makes sense for them to keep it. Um, in terms of, like, realistic, realistically in terms of obviously Paul George and Jimmy Butler we mentioned, but Butler's tied up to 2020 and Paul George, you're only going to get him for one year, so you can't really trade away. So what I do, uh, if I was them, I'd probably draft Lonzo Ball and then pick up Hayward in free agency if I can. Okay, uh, what about you, Cam? Um, this is, it is a tough one because Paul George is, uh, one year left on his deal. Seems like he wants to go to LA. Um, Butler's 2020. Who would free agent? Um, if I can get a verbal confirmation that Paul George is going to sign an extension and stay with the team, I'm trading that pick because I don't, I definitely wouldn't take faults with the first. Well, can you, can you trust the verbal agreement though? Like, has everyone seen the founder? Man. And what's oh, your reasoning for certainly not taking faults? <laughs> Didn't get out of the Pac-12. Had a 9.22 college record. That's not a great record. <laughs> I mean, he was on a bum team. Yeah, but just yeah, but if he's yeah, but even if you're on a bum team, if you're in college and you want to be the number one pick, you've got to be doing more than that. I agree to oh, some extent. Winning record at least is not. Have you seen much of faults play by? No, I've seen the highlight package put the together. Highlight package. I I'll trust. You. I'll trust the people who are in the know who are deciding on the picks. I can show you a highlight package of Jared Dudley and make you believe he's LeBron James, probably. But Darko Milicic. Darko Milicic. <laughs> but, um, yeah, if I can get a verbal confirmation from Paul George, I would do the trade number one pick to Indiana. If not, then, yeah, I agree with Sean. I take Lonzo Ball with the first pick. Although, then you've got to worry about his dad. Does Lonzo even want to play in Boston? His cart's going to sell in LA. Might not even work out for them. DeAndre know? Jordan gave a verbal confirmation to the Mavs. And we saw up in there. Absolutely. TK, you're a Celtics fan. Uh, what would you do? Uh, it is a tricky situation. I really. It seems a strange thing to say for a team that's got the number one pick. They're in a bit of a tricky situation. Um, I'm surprised these two both said Lonzo Ball. I was kind of considering it when we said about the options, but I think it is if you then assume that at some point Lakers would probably want him still, so won't make an offer for that, but I don't. See, with how vocal he and his dad are both being about going to Lakers, it's difficult for any other franchise to get involved with, particularly other things. His dad said to me that he doesn't want him to go to the Celtics. He literally specifically said, sorry, <laughs> he said, it'd be interesting to see if he, he works out for him. 
Yeah, and he, he said he said that um, he's not going to. He's only working out for the Lakers. Yeah, so he said that they're just working out for them. But, but can you justify faults as a number one pick? I guess Lonzo's not been that like outspoken about just going to Lakers. He's been like, I just want to be in the league. I think he hasn't really spoke too his much. Dad's about kind of made his dad for him. His dad's been doing it. Yeah, but I, I mean, there's been a lot of talk of kind of. It seems to be that now Lonzo Ball's now become. An unbelievable player that's going to transform our team you're in. Fox is kind of like a bum pick, which, when you look at the two, I don't know if there's that much. You know, I've not seen a lot of either of them, so I've kind of got all my hands up on that. I think Lonzo is someone who, like, is what they say is that he makes players better, whereas he's yeah. just an individual only. Like a scorer, like, yeah. which is selfish when you look at all you've got to say, Thomas, is pretty much what he's got. But obviously, an 18 year old version, bigger, can get better. I would probably look at because if you don't consider Lonzo Ball a, a realistic one, then I'll keep the pick, get folks in, see what happens with him, and still try and sign Gordon here as a free agent if possible. I just don't. And you look at, say, Paul George and Jimmy Butler, are they going to close the gap on the Cubs? Well, no. I think they'll close the gap, but how significantly? If you consider that game the other day where Celtics were 30 odd points behind yeah. Cubs, if you were to consider they're 30 points behind them, say, yeah, but are I, they going to make Did Thomas that? play the full? Game of that was it was was it out? So I know he's pulled out for the. Yeah, well, he the missed the game. Missed the last time, but did he? Was he pulled out of the one? I think in the second one he sort of came out injured, didn't he? He played for a bit and then he yeah, didn't yeah, come back. Yeah. To go with um, what TK said, I would say that even if you get Butler or George, it doesn't do anything more for you. It doesn't win you that championship <sighs> to get past. I wouldn't say it makes you any better than Cleveland, Golden State, or even Spurs. I know what you're saying, but at the same time. There could be an injury. Cavs get an injury, which could open yeah. The but I, I, also, if LeBron gets injured, the, would, if LeBron was to get injured next season, would the current but, Cavs roster beat the Celtics? Yeah, roster. I I, I, I think, think I'm not sure about LeBron. Yeah, that's I think you're kind of throwing away your chance to build for the future on the basis of you're banking on LeBron not playing as well as mm-hmm. he can. So you're kind of banking on more what other teams are doing than what you can personally do. So I'd say if you take the pick, then they've already got like a young core there. So if, if they can keep with that core and they can keep them together, then, yeah, I would say faults in terms of what I've seen of him and what I've seen described as kind of how he plays. I would say Isaiah Thomas doesn't really need the ball in his hands constantly. So you can have uh, faults, and I think you could play them both in the backcourt and then it opens a... Uh, Thomas at more because with his size and uh, the way he defends, that's only going to get you so far. I would say Thomas does need the ball though. That's he needs the ball, I don't think he needs it in off. his hand constantly in the same way where you can have faults, you can open up more plays and if you're taking and you're needing someone else to be guarded, then it's probably going to create more plays for Thomas then anyway. But there's a lot of what ifs. I mean, if you look at the Cavs, if the Cavs don't beat the Warriors in the finals this year, I'm presuming they get there, they could then easily ship off Kevin Love. And then they would have to go through a whole new rejigging. The Love for Carmelo trade might come. We kind of see that um, if they would just do it like a one-for-one, but looking at the cap space, they can't literally just trade the pick for the player. They'd have to get rid of like two or three rotation players as well. Mm. And so you might be setting yourself further back. And if you've got like a player that you're going to be paying... Well, you've got Thomas, whose contract expires, I think, next year. And then he's going to be asking for the 200 million that they're going to be paying. And so you can have 
a potential all-star that you drafted, pay him a quarter of the amount, and then you can still keep those two together. Whereas if you trade it, then I don't see how you keep Thomas and this all-star that you're getting now. I think... Yeah, you go ahead, I was going to say the key word there was potential, though. Whereas we know Paul George is an all-star. But you can only then have that for one season because if you're going to pay Thomas, then you're not going to be able to keep the two. I two don't think together. they'll pay Thomas. It might be because because he's as great as he is at five nine. I think he's and he's not going to be able to be the yeah he's not going to be able to be the guy who puts him over the edge. So I see he got faults. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. But like Cam said, you don't you don't know if he's definitely going to be a great. player. But you could say that with any player in the draft. Yeah, I know you can. So yeah, there's right. certain, certain players you're more sure about. Trust the process. Um, Ironically, you kind of, in a draft that's supposed to be loaded with point guards, mm-hmm. it's probably the one area that Boston don't, I wouldn't necessarily go out looking for as their number one pick. you looking at the rest of the team. No. Yes. But then, uh, what we're saying is true about uh, folks being more of a scorer than a playmaker. And ironically, Lonzo Ball probably would be the perfect sort of fit in terms of if you were to have one, a one in a two. Playing them together, you could say, right, Thomas, you're going to get less of the ball, but you, you carry on shooting as you do, and Lonzo is going to look out of the playmaking. But at the same time, then, if we're saying that faults is a risk, then with the way that uh, ball shoots, it could very easily, that's going to be scouted for, and that could be shut down very easily and not be effective at all in the NBA, because when you look at the amount that he shoots, he's not shooting for half the amount he'd probably be required to be if he's in your team point guard. Mm. It's whether oh. everyone keeps going on about this ability as to improve the rest of the team and make them, if you can bring other players into the game more. So I think if you, if he's being like shoved in our face as much as he is, <laughs> then I think that we are going to be looking at him more and so possibly we're, we're looking at him to be the star and we're maybe ignoring some of the negatives, whereas faults. We could probably be saying the same thing about him if he was being on our TV screen every single day if we were reading the That's same it. thing. That's it. Obviously, Lonzo Ball's being kind of analysed more and at the minute he's kind of his reputation is not sky high. Because the, one of the things there is um, I stayed up to watch the draft lottery and the way they were talking about faults, I know they're going to sell every player but you would think if they're going to sell a player then they would sell Ball if yeah. he was there because it makes more sense to get some of the ratings to sell him but the way they were talking about faults, obviously there is something there for him to be this consensus first yeah. first pick. But he's not a consensus. First if pick, you look at most places then I haven't seen anyone say that he's not going yeah, to be Yeah, mo- most pick. places do put him first but he's guess he's, he doesn't obviously have the profile that Rob's or Ballas. I mean, some people... That almost says more than you say. Yeah, yeah. I saw Steph recently that they're saying that Boston might take uh, like Josh Jackson or Jason Tatum. So they might avoid both of them. But I've got, I've got like the perfect situation with Daniel that I've seen, which obviously is very optimistic for Boston. But So they got Jalen Brown last year, which is like top three. And then they've obviously, if they keep the pick, and then they got next year's. Yeah. Next bit. So if they potentially all three of those rookies pan out, they'd have three top players on rookie contract. They could also try and get Hayward. And then year after next, they could try and get um, uh, like Boogie Cousins or Paul George when his contract actually runs out. Well, I saw him. Um, then they would definitely beat the Cavs, I'd say. They managed to pull out. I've yeah. seen that. Um, that's how Whiteside's been open to being traded. So if you trade another point guard, then you could just go with that small backcourt and then you could just get a big man. And obviously you're going to be looking for respectful big man where then you can trade some of those rotation players because you're not going to need that many guards so yeah, you can trade yeah. that and try and get that some that means they make trade smart yeah. Rosie and Brandy all that 
then you're probably in a situation where where you pick out a really good big man in the current market. Do you really need a really good big man in the East? Well, well, I don't think they're planning to just give you. They're planning. If they're planning to win it, but then Golden State don't have a really good big man. Yeah, but they so. don't shoot like Golden State either. I think Golden yeah, State is like a big man. Yeah. The other thing about it is you're talking about basically two years time almost, aren't you? So you're not saying like next year, year after. Yeah, yeah. It's a kind of, again, we've kind of kind of gone back to keep the pick and you're building for the future. Aren't you? Yeah, my, the argument for George and stuff is kind of win now, isn't it? Yeah, are they going to win now? Yeah, not really. Be, my thing would be bluff would be no matter who you trade for, I don't see any situation where that gets you a championship. No. So it's why not much. hedge your bets and at least give a go for because what are you really losing if you if, if the uh, shit's out because then if you're getting he's going to be a free agent next year anyway most likely yeah so. yeah but I think I mean PG said he wants to win and so I mean I know he's said about going to the Lakers as well but if you can maybe get him there run um, camps close then might be able to convince him to stay and also convince someone else to come and join like George and Isaiah Thomas maybe yeah it is yeah so one year I probably to say if I was in that situation I'd probably would just keep the pick for now that's what I was going to say just to conclude this if we don't need an explanation because we've done it to death but if I just go around would you yes or no take it or trade it Cam would you I would trade it but I think they're going to keep it TK uh, I'll say keep it I think they will keep it I think Cam does Sean you said you'd keep it yeah keep it yeah, yeah and I also agree I'll, I'll keep the pick as well and just give it a go and they win the championship in 2018 come back to <laughs> An interesting topic of debate this week to spice things up. Cam, if I go to you first, just wondered if you could change one rule in any sport that's not too detrimental to the fundamentals of the game. What would you choose? Um, well, mine is not exactly a rule. It's more kind of a thing about the sport. So what I would do is I go to boxing and I get rid of all the different federations, the IBF, WBO, WBA, Ooh. and I would have just one championship. Like the UFC, saying the best fight the best. Um, and we have more marquee fights with better fighters. And it's not necessarily how one loss would kind of take the mystique away because it's a bit more competitive. Uh, whereas in boxing at the moment, I think if a fighter loses a fight, all of a sudden this mystique that kind of Mayweather's created that you have to be undefeated is gone. Whereas if they were all fighting the best, there wouldn't be that. And also we'd have better fights, be more money fights as well. Might get them interim belts like the UFC. You didn't listen to mine and TK's segment the other week. Big fights in boxing are now being made. <laughs> <laughs> well, one big fight. Oh, that made big fights. Oh, yeah, in a minute, really. But there has been a problem historically. Yeah. Different. We got, but there's not that many. As I said, there's not been that many um, big fighters as such in boxing at the moment. The two, well, Anthony Joshua, Canelo, Triple G. Is there any other ones you gonna say? Struggling for a star. Struggling for a star. Yeah. And this Muhammad will help Ali. create stars. Well, yeah, they will come back to you on mine. <laughs> Anthony Joshua is yeah. the next Muhammad Ali. Well, I may not be here for that, but <laughs> you won't be. Loki Byron's heard that. Or maybe just ignore it. I chose to ignore it. <laughs> on that note, we'll go to you next, Sean. If you could change one rule, what would it be? Uh, yeah. So mine is uh, the offside one in football. No, <laughs> 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 um, no, the excessive celebrations in a in NFL. 
um, is what I've got for mine. Um, mainly because, <laughs> oh, mainly well. because um, I have this. One, I told you this one was my one before I you. Didn't know anyway. No, I genuinely didn't have anything else. But um, anyway, yeah. So basically, it's, like even when it's not, um, I can understand it sometimes when it's like taunting, maybe, but. When they're just like normally celebrating, they're not actually going at someone or a fellow player, then to like penalise them by 15 yards or 10 yards is just ridiculous. So that's what one thing I changed for me. Well, I've got a couple. I'll uh, fill in for TK if he doesn't have one. Yeah, no, the only thing I'll build on with Sean's is so you can say the same about football over here as well. Like, yeah. In terms of like people taking off their shirts and straight booking, the amount of times you see someone like you can score like a debut goal or a match win in the last minute and the ref has to go and book him and People kind of slate a ref, but he's kind of in a position where he kind of has to. Sometimes a ref will be lenient, depending on that, but it kind of takes the humanity out of the game, it's kind of the passion of it, and that's kind of what sets football apart. I think it's a sport a lot of the time is the passion of the fans. So when the players can't get involved in it, people say there's better provide between the fans and the players, but you're not helping it by having rules like that in those rooms. I wouldn't mind the rule in boxing coming back where um, three knockdowns end the fight. You could have some drama then in the 12th round. You'd be you got someone who's done fight. That's just an idea. I just think it'd be quite no, fun. No. Uh, well, so if, if you get knocked down three times, that's in it. Three round. times in one round. Oh, in one round. Yeah. Uh, okay, it should be it. It's kind of loose samples there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, another one I quite like is in, in college football where you only have to have one foot down in the end zone for a touchdown I think you can get more dramatic tries you can get more acrobatic tries 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 is that rugby edit hashtag edit hashtag I'll leave that in surely you can get more Touch dramatic dance. when you have to get both feet in I think you can be more acrobatic if it's yeah, just one foot it takes more skill down. doesn't it to put both feet and you can have the crazy um, catches as they're like falling out if you only got one foot just in yeah, yeah. yeah. obviously they're trying to get a touchdown but uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm not going to react to that but then I was like to piggyback off your winning college trip as well they have a rule where if you get a first down then the clock stops which I think would be quite because that encourages positive play and like yeah, yeah. Fans, they don't do that anymore. yeah I hate that that would probably encourage positive play doesn't it it does, but at least you're not. Like, no, it makes the NFL getting drawn longer. As in, wait, if you get a first, oh, oh, actually, I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I guess it does, yeah. yeah. But then, college game shorter, isn't it? So. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, tried well there, Byron. I think um, <laughs> more punishment could be brought brought in in uh, baseball because uh, there's a theme with pitches where they're throwing the ball at the players yeah. and there's no punishment. Well, I think you can get like a one-game ban for it, but not to the same extent as if you were to throw the bat at the pitcher. <laughs> and so there was a... Uh, well, slightly different. Last... Well, yeah, one person's person job, yeah. job isn't to throw the ball. One person's job isn't to throw the bat. But I mean, um, last week, uh, Bautista did a bat flip after he scored a home run and it was quite... Uh, touchy subject and they all ran on the pitch and they've like, come to blows about it before but the next day they had the series and it was quite plain that the, the pitcher was literally just throwing it at Bautista and in the end yeah. he uh, whacked him in the thigh on like a 100 mile an hour fastball I've, I've seen a lot of and you have it when it's going at their head yeah so like a lot that. of things that have been launched in their head how do, you, how do you enforce that and it hits him in the ball. knee then I do. Yeah, sometimes obviously, it's hard to yeah. obviously pitch anyway. It might be speed at least for yeah. It's I'm, hard to judge intent sometimes. Some of them where it's like a frequent thing, they get like oh, a warning. Obvious, and then yeah, yeah. 
and some of them are quite plain when people have been going at each other non-stop <laughs> and then that happens so but no I think that's as much as I've got the, the only uh, other one that I thought of was uh, a, a check weighing on the day of the fight for all fights because we've seen some crazy circumstances where people are coming like 20 pounds heavier from the time of the weigh-in yeah and it almost makes it then more about size than the technical ability. It does have a sort of feature. Yeah. Like a kind of massive going well, it's the way in always day before. Yeah. yeah. So you've got on 20 pounds in a day or night. Yeah. 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 yeah I know. Nice. And just finally, uh, the non uh, a rule being brought in so you can't do the non stop fouling to end the game like on DeAndre Jordan, so he's constantly. Taking free throws for the last like entire quarter of a game, it yeah. just drags it on and on and on and on. Like I was saying, I mean, I agree with you in terms of in the whole game, like halfway through a game, you start doing a hacker, uh, hacker strategy. But then, like towards the end, when there's only thirty seconds left, if you didn't have that rule, it's over pretty pretty quickly. You only get like two shots. Whereas if you go down to the free throws, then it makes it more tense at the end. And it takes out the tactical element as well. Yeah, I don't know how yeah. tactical that is, just fouling someone who yeah, can't management. Clock management. management. Yeah, um, yeah. Just going back to your comment on the boxing, um, more than with the weigh-ins. Yeah. Is it not sometimes, if you're doing the weigh-in on the day of the fight, is it not perhaps dangerous to some of the mm. fighters that have drained themselves? Yeah. Oh, no, no. I mean, or, you have the weigh-in the day before, but they do like a check weigh-in the day after, so you can only put on a certain amount of weight. Really okay. Okay. So you can only put on, say, like £10 from the night before, for example. Did so, you have, yeah. Yeah, it's the IBF, yeah. It's the IBF yeah. to do it, yeah. Yeah, because there was a point, wasn't there, was it Kevin Mitchell, where he ended up couldn't fight for things he could make the weight. Yeah, and there was, recently the there was the Daniel Jacobs uh, yeah. fighting Golovkin where he just refused to do it the day after so he couldn't win the IBF belt. Yeah, and he finally knew he was going to come in. Yeah. He came, he was like, maybe like 30 pounds over, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then people wondered why he was not come on. In the 26th minute of Chelsea's final Premier League game of the season against Sunderland, the Chelsea players decided to do a guard of honour for John Terry. If I uh, go around the table and just get our thoughts on this, I think we're fairly uh, renowned on the table. Uh, TK, I'll go to you first. What, what did you think of it? Were you were you happy with it? I probably think the same as what pretty much everyone else for. Even I think even most Chelsea fans do want themselves. It's just, embarrassing. Right, I understand. Even if they just take him off in the 26th minute, I, I kind of guess. It seems a bit strange to do in the 26th minute. I know they share it number, but 26th minute is the reason for something is a bit strange. But fair enough. I'm going to sub them off, get round of applause and all that. Few tears if you want. But when when they said Chelsea players formed a guard of honour in the game, I honestly thought we were taking the piss. I, I genuinely thought it was a joke until I saw it later. I would say I think. What makes it even worse is it's he now be confirmed he requested it himself. Oh no, it wasn't the club enforcer. He went to Conte. He was, like, he was like really embarrassed. Yeah. Oh no, don't do that. He changed the yeah, He went to Conte and asked for it, and then <laughs> he then approached David Moyes and asked if they were happy with it. It's, it's, it's his just, reasoning is it's he didn't want to take the shine off the players at the end of the game what? when there's all people are talking about because of it. Yeah. Obviously. It's the most like it's, it's just, just another part of the John Terry show yeah, yeah. constantly. Egomaniac. 
Well, I get he's been a good servant for Chelsea. That's not diminish what he's done at the club. He's been good, but he's also um, slept with a teammate's wife um, <laughs> and been found to be racist um, to another player. So let's not celebrate him Both too much. Both legends in the league have done far less. And Lampard got actually out the back door, but he's being comparison at Chelsea. He could have had a testimonial. Yeah, yeah. He basically turned this into his testimonial match. Yeah. He's still got a game to play. Like so Costa, yeah, was, really Costa was like telling Pickford just kick the ball out, wouldn't he? Yeah. Sunderland shouldn't have. They agreed I would not have got involved They agreed it with Sunderland to kick the ball out in the 26 minutes. So you if you can get done for eating a pie yeah. and people can bet on it, then kicking the ball out with the odds. There was two people who obviously were in the know or they just guessed beforehand and they made three and a half grand each for having a bet on it. I mean, if I was Sunderland, especially with it being John Terry, I just made sure I kept the ball and did not kick it out in 26 minutes. Well, that would have lasted for about five seconds or something. Well, yeah, you should have to just try and <laughs> well, yeah. keep the ball when you well, always didn't have to come out and say that. He just said, yeah, we, you know what, we kick the ball out all the time. We don't know what that's to do with it. <laughs> In the club where their season probably couldn't get any more embarrassing, they have managed. Sunderland? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's you've got like a small-time club. He's had a pander to them and doing that. I mean, there was nothing to play for. I just remember that. There's nothing it's to still play a for Premier League game. game. Yeah. I'd there's people betting on it, there's officials, there's fans who've come to see that. I know the Chelsea fans may have appreciated it, but it's a bit much. For, for what it's worth, I don't normally have that big an issue with like spot fixing things. I understand why it's obviously outlawed and you can't do it. But I don't have a huge sort of like moral issue with it myself. It's not like match fixing, it's quite a different thing, but it's just more the... Well, they could have done it before the game. They can't have honest United did it before the game for Ferguson. I know he's the man who's not quite The other guy on a walk hard day as the champions. Terry was leaving out. Is that not basically good enough? Then sub him late on in the game? I'm surely they. Well, I'm surely the players themselves were thinking, why, why are we doing this? This well, is horrendous. Robbie so Savage. We're all running over. It's like, cr- it's like cringe position. factor. Yeah. Yeah, Robbie Savage said he'd be interested to know what the players in the dressing room thought of it. Because it's not like they brought it up. It's literally like it's his birthday party and he stood up on a chair and said, come on, sing me happy birthday now. How <laughs> they used to sing his kit list of the trophy as well. Like, he didn't happen to him this, this season. I can, that one, I, it's bad. I know he should I be I kind of it. did I understand because be I've always, when you see the team picture of someone in a bib on the end, I always feel bad for them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In the, the team thing, he was the captain, but yeah. The, this was, he could have gone off in the 89th minute, had his cheer. Yeah, I don't think anyone else would have done Yeah, and yeah, like, he should have. It happens every, every time. Every other pair, it's like Davi, Alonso, Lam, all that. They just go up and then they have yeah, the yeah. balls, don't they? Yeah. Not an actual guard of honours. Going slightly off topic, has everyone seen the Diego Costa videos from the in the league it's like such a chap <laughs> at the moment <laughs> such a chap I just went out with a fire extinguisher thing. <laughs> he loves it no, I've seen him have things on the coaches as well <laughs> so, the Lucas A getting the champagne up the eye with, with the thing with Terry like, it seems to be this kind of like justification of like, oh well he's been an unbelievable player but there's been plenty of unbelievable players that I've had anywhere near this sort of life. and it's, it kind of like kind of unanimous that he's the best Depending on the league scene. I personally don't know. No, agree. it's the same oh. as with um, Giggs, where just because you've been playing long enough, it doesn't mean yeah. you're the, He obviously is one of the. Yes, and he's probably the most iconic centre back in the Premier League in Premier League's era. Probably next Arguably. to Adam, maybe. Oh, that's oh, Ferdinand for myself. Oh, Ferdinand had a Sol Campbell. Yeah, yeah I mean, they didn't have the same like, guess, longevity. So. Yeah, that's the point, isn't it? Terry's had longer longevity, maybe. And he's like. The iconic, because he's been there the whole time. He's the captain. 
it's, the, it's the standard thing of the English thing, isn't it? Is like when he got stuck in, he put his body on the line and all that. It's like, oh, Red Ferdinand's comfortably a better footballer than him. Yeah, 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 but he doesn't, you know, have a headband. Like, a play, trying to say yeah. To play devil's advocate, if Francesco Totti, if this would have happened to Francesco Totti at Roma, would we all be saying that it's cringy as hell and it yes. shouldn't have happened? Would 100%. we? I mean, it's well, to a bit, but then it's also he, he's at Roma in Italy, so it's not as relevant to us, is it? Because yeah. Yeah, I think it's... you still cringe, but I don't know whether you have an issue because of the character side of it. Like, well, what yeah. you said about any yeah. issues with racism or whatever, whatever went on with that, and the other side to his character. Whereas Totti, you've never really heard of anything like that. So no, any Chelsea fan with... wondering why people are displeased should look closer at the guy that they're celebrating. Yeah. I the, cap- even... the captain of the club <laughs> has slept with another teammate. His he plays next to the guy. A lot. Courtois did it to De Bruyne as well. He plays next to the guy and he slept with his wife. Did he? It's yeah. mental. Also, well, like when they were both in Chelsea? When they were both in Belgium. To be fair though. Oh, it's just both Belgian teammates. To be fair though. Courtois better looking at De Bruyne than this. She's upgraded. She's a Chelsea. Well, I'm not concerned that. But the guy, I mean, this is the captain. How did he keep the captaincy after he did that to Weybridge? Uh, some Chelsea actually. He puts his head in there, come on. <laughs> How? <laughs> no, put it it's blasphemy. It's blasphemy. <laughs> I feel like that wasn't given a big enough deal at the time. It wasn't. I know it was. Do you not remember? It was. Yeah, it was. Massive I, remember, news. I remember the handshake. People were going nuts just over the handshake. The handshake was massive. But better music than the after he went in on it. That is awful from him. It's awful. But then it shows everything in football. Like, yeah, as then, long as you're good enough, then... And you know, defensive. To be fair, Chelsea, John Terry, their fans. No one makes half as much fuss for gigs, and what he did was worse. Yeah, you're right. And no one ever does Giggs that. Is, That's Giggs completely wrong. Well, about. Definitely we'll get him on a punditry role. Giggs is I a think, chap, though. Isn't he? I think <laughs> not, there we go. <laughs> He's a chap. There we go. That's some of the attitude. That's the same thing, though. I mean, I know. I mean, it's loosely, but I know obviously. Like Chad Evans, I know that's different. Oh, let me say it. I know, I know it's, it's what he's done. A lot different. Well, Get your words out now. Accused of was a lot different to what um, the obviously Terry and Giggs. But if you think if Chad Evans was a player capable of Terry at Terry and Giggs level, he said yeah. Terry. No, go on. As you were. What? That Terry, Terry and Giggs. I thought you said he's Terrying him. No, Terry. Okay, stop trying to. Yeah, you're just because you're trying to Try. Um, yeah. So basically, what I'm saying is, if he was at that level, would it would the fuss have been as much? I don't think it would. There have obviously been a new story about it, but he would have definitely gone back into the team. He'd, he'd have found a club, wouldn't he? Yeah, I said I people would have had a dilemma if he if he could score goals at Premier League level. The club may have had the club he was at may have had the pressure to get rid of those. No, in the last week now you compared cheating to rape and Jesus to Balotelli. <laughs> I'm not comparing cheating to rape. I'm Good to see you touch down on that. <laughs> a similar, oh, a similar oh, thing. If that had happened to a top player, they'd get another job in the Premier League team. Yeah, or, he, or even you'd work your way up in a decent championship club and then come back. I don't. I, 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 I'll be honest. It. Until he was proven innocent, I don't think we could get another. Gig in the in England. I honestly don't. I think the whole perception of the Chad Evans thing when he came out, people still thought he was guilt, possibly guilty, and that's why he didn't get a club at the level he could have. Like I mean, even goes to the level of even if you go that far to like a Messi and Ronaldo, they get another job if they come out if they did anything. Yeah, because ultimately you don't get that much. Especially you probably get a more cheaper deal as well. So 
It's a good thing we're getting rid of shit. It's some of his morals that are coming out today. I was just saying, that's what then, you see it in the NFL it is all the time. Well, yeah, they're, that's all different culture. Yeah, yeah. Different culture. Conclude today's show, we'll have another segment of uh, mine and TK's boxing talk. Just to go back to last Saturday, we had uh, Javonte Davis come over and faced off against Liam Walsh. Um, you watched the fight as well, didn't you? Yep. yep. Yeah, so um, what did you think? Was it, uh, do you think Davis was as good as we thought, or is it just that Walsh maybe didn't perform as good as we could have expected? I just I don't think Walsh is really given the chance to, in all fairness. I thought in the early rounds, I don't think you could have like, too much to pick between them. Javonte Davis and some good, the, the cleaner, better work, definitely more eye catching stuff than Anderson quality shots. Um, yeah, I, was, I was don't think Walsh really got the chance to, to get out of the first gear. Really. Davis was, people were talking about him as a future starter. I think he definitely kind of showed us, gives a glimpse of what he's got. He looked like him as soon as he saw that he could land that hook. Yeah. Then he just saw that's like all he had to land. Yeah. I saw on um, TV, Richie Woodall was complaining about the stoppage, which I thought was outrageous. He could barely stand up. His legs were crossing over when he was trying yeah. to stand up. It would have only gone one way, wouldn't it? It wasn't like it was, oh, yeah, you know, he might be able to come back. It was, it was only going that way. So it was, it was an occasion where I think the ref got it right. Walsh himself complained after, but you expect that. So, but. Yeah, and I don't think, I think when he goes back and looks at you, and I think there was an argument in the ref maybe could even stop before he'd even yeah. like, not let him get up, yeah. just leave him at that. So, but he literally going, I think that's probably the right thing to do. I think he got it about work. It's just, they just pack some power as well as having the stick skills. Yeah, I don't know if you saw him, when the camera was panning across, Michael Walsh said, um, give us the rematch in Vegas, we'll come over there. <laughs> <laughs> what a viable fight that would be. Uh, they're not covering themselves in glory, have they, the, uh, the Walsh show? No. Like I thought Liam was under himself all right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But the other two, obviously, Floyd is Floyd, and we know what happens over there. Um, people seem a little bit shocked that Floyd was being very extravagant yeah. and flamboyant. <laughs> that jacket, I was a bit annoyed <laughs> I could have killed someone, yeah. jacket, but um, yeah, people seemed quite shocked that he was kind of flashing and flamboyant, but you know what you get with him, and yeah. don't get into an argument with him, because it's not really relevant. I think there's kind of like a medium to have with Davis now, because although he is a world champion and you would say you don't want to steer him clear of anyone, there's legitimate people he can face without people saying, oh, let's put him in with Lomachenko. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that's, that is one that you can build towards and says, I don't see anyone calling for it at the minute. But one day, you could definitely see that, you know, a, a mega fight. You know, yeah. The skills Davis got, but the power he carries as well against the, the skills and experience of the amateur pedigree, etc. So, yeah. And for Walsh, there's a couple of decent people he can fight at um, domestic level. They mentioned maybe having him against Josh Warrington next. I can't see it personally because it could potentially wipe out Frank Warren's like, money spinner there. You think you will beat him? Well, it's just the risk, isn't it? So I, I, would, I would say I think he's him. So I, I would probably agree in that sense. But then, so then Frank doesn't you have to be careful warrants in general. Then, because I, just, I don't yeah. see how you match him. It's the top guy. I think he comes inside the next Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do with him next. But then uh, later on in the night, we had uh, the top rank card, and there was a card I believe on Showtime as well. I'm going to get them mixed up. But to go on first, if we do. Um, uh, the Beltran fight, which was on the yeah. top rank card. Um, just to give a bit of background, uh, they said that Beltran effectively, with the new rules about immigration in America, 
he had to win to earn his green card. And if he right. lost, he was going to be um, deported from the country with his, his entire family. All his fights were in England. He's been living in uh, all his fights with America. He's been living in America for the last however many years, and they were just going to so ship him out. First uh, round, there's been a clash of heads, which the ref hasn't seen. He's been dropped. Yeah. So opened up a cut on both of them, and the commentators were saying maybe this could end after four because they thought the cut might get worse. And as it hadn't been seen with a head, but they thought he could lose on points. And then I think it was the second round then. Yeah, then the second round. He's just landed that absolute perfect shot, which I forgot the opponent's name, but he's put him out cold, it's not moving great. at yeah. all. Where his head went one way and bounced on the canvas, which is the horrible bit to see. Yeah, at first I didn't know. I thought it obviously looked a clean shot, but then when you saw him lead on the floor, you realised just how good it was. He, he landed one on Belton at the same time, yeah. but obviously one caught a lot. Because uh, yeah. Kellerman after wasn't being too great with his question. He basically like, tried to make um, Beltran just feel like really bad in the whole thing, and he was saying like he'd hard like celebrating when you've seen him down <laughs> like that, and he just yeah. and he was like, well, obviously I'm quite happy because like this is this has just secured my future, and he was saying I know, but then when you do see that, does it make you think any? <laughs> He was saying, like, obviously, I don't want anyone to get hurt, but it's me or him in there, kind of thing. Yeah, it's kind of the closest thing to Coliseum type stuff, like, yeah. where one of you is getting out of there and one isn't, which people can kind of frown on it. But that is kind of, I suppose, at the very core of boxing, if you look at it, really, if you strip everything away, yeah. one guy's getting out of there with the win. And then at the top of that card, we had um, Crawford going in against Diaz, which was an incredibly one sided fight. I've seen a little bit before and saying they people did fancy Diaz before he was a problem. I think he's one of them where he's a good fighter, kind of like um, Walsh, yeah. where Walsh is a good yeah. fighter, and then yeah. but you come in against someone like that, Especially and they're just going to make you look. Was he Olympic gold medalist? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah like, and he was, playing, Crawford was playing with him. He was getting up into ropes, waiting for him to cover up, and he was patting him on the head, putting his tongue yeah. out. Yeah. So I guess with him next, we need to see him in with someone who can test him, whether he has to go up or not. It did go in there that way. It was kind of unfortunate. They kept saying he's going to go up all over the broadcast. And then you... I don't think he looked too small. No. I think there's plenty of people in there around similar sort of size. Another interesting one in the world where it's bear in mind it's quite a fairly stacked division as well. Fun to see um, Khan get in that fight. Because he's one four seven. he's not going to... Yeah. And what? Make Wolf beats and then yeah. he calls up Rock again. <laughs> uh, do you think, other than that, I did see someone say to Max Kellerman on Twitter saying he did a pound pound rank before the Wolf was done. Yeah. And then he basically alluded to he had him and Lemachenko very close. Yeah. Do you think he's right at the pound pound? Yeah, definitely. Like the way he's beating kind of B level guys. With uh, making them look like C, D, E level guys, it's, it's pretty crazy. Considering he came over against Burns, and I think at one point with the underdog with, uh, with the bookies. <laughs> he was another one you could tell by the way they were talking about him. It's probably only a bit special when he's like, we're in for rules. Yeah. I think he might be able to, it's when you know Burns worried. He, he was briefly mentioning the rematch, Burns going after that. <laughs> Before Saturday yeah. night, actually, no, I think that'll probably go a little. A little quieter, I'd imagine. Um, and then on the other card, you had um, Andre Jarrell going in with Vince uh-huh. um, Katayev, I believe how you pronounce his name. Yeah. Um, 
not entirely sure what round it was, but I know he was up by three on two of the cards and he was drawing on the other. He basically got Durell in the corner, ended the round, he's landed a punch, the bell's gone, he's landed the second punch in a combo. Yeah. Durell's gone down. <laughs> ref said to him, is he okay? He's answered the ref. He's cornered, then shouted at him, stay down, stay down. And he's rolled over to his back and said he can't carry on. It's horrendous. And then his uncles come in the ring. They tried stopping him and he'd come over and punched. Sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was twice. And then, uh, Somehow escaped <laughs> the entire yeah, no, he's on the run. It's so I don't know what you thought of that. If there is another <laughs> classic boxing sort of story of now he's on the run and <laughs> the police are after him, ridiculous. Um, Doral's point of view, yeah, doesn't sound like a great night at the office all round. To be fair, um, he is a guy I rate highly. So. Maybe he's looking for a get out there. He's because, got prior as well, didn't he? Did against Abraham. Yeah, yeah, it, it didn't look quite the same in terms of the Abraham one. He did seem quite confused when he came round, and you think he thought he had lost the fight. If you see him, didn't you go afterwards? He starts crying, thinking he lost, and then I know he didn't lose. He, just, he got DQ'd, and then that was when he had a layoff because of a brain injury as well. So I think he probably can't put too much on the Abraham one. I think the run is a case of he's got bad people around him. You think of his uncle and the advice given. Yeah. I think if you look at his fight against the game, he showed a lot of heart, which a lot of people didn't think he had. But, um, I think both of them are actually in that place, to Yeah, because the other thing was, um, then going on from that is, saw people like, um, Clarissa Shields, <laughs> the female Olympian, writing after the fight saying, um, how, uh, she has no issue with what it is, um, how emotional it's making her, uh, what was it, the exact thing she said, um, I can't find it now, she, she may have deleted the tweet, but she essentially said, in a heated situation like that, she can't blame him for what he's done. I understand emotions run high, but you can't. No. It's, especially when someone's not, not even looking at yeah. it, punch him. it's not like two guys are squaring up to each other, he's literally has gone over there and sucker punched him. You're not a fighter either. No. Not even like one of the boxers. Like I said, if um, that was to happen in the Kovalev Ward fight, if um, Ward was to be Kovalev in uh, suspicious circumstances and then Kovalev's uh, trainer came over and punched Ward, I wonder if she'd be saying the exact same thing there. 100% different, yeah. What she says kind of screams of sort of company, if you like, looking after in house. Whoever you know, you look after whatever, which I understand you've got to defend people if you're, you know, if you're a stable mate or your friend or whatever. Yeah. But there's something you can't really defend. You no. You hold your hands up and say that. Yeah, she has actually uh, deleted the tweets now. I just have a look. Not surprising. But, so probably have a word yeah. And she's then, when people were, um, someone said, uh, you can't go around doing that. Um, ridiculous if you agree with this. And, uh, she replied back saying, um, Come see me at a fight and I'll give you worse than what, uh, Durrell's uncle gave you. Like, <laughs> what on earth is wrong with you? Uh, yeah, and no one's disputing that either. No. She, she would be, uh, <laughs> but it's, that's not the point. <laughs> and then looking ahead now to, uh, this weekend, yeah. we've got the big card at Bramall Lane, which, uh, we're fortunately going to. Yeah. Um, as the chief support to the card, we've got, uh, Groves against Chudnov, Groves fourth try for the world title. Yep. Yeah. 
are we confident going in that he's going to do it? Because, <laughs> well, I don't know if I can handle it if he doesn't. We've both got kind of a lot invested in this, haven't we? Um, on paper, he should. Um, probably because it grows, maybe because we're all kind of like fans that are mostly invested in it, we kind of fear the worst. Um, but when, one thing I will say, there's been a lot made in the door that, which I don't agree with, but the one thing I will say is, he won't get a better chance than this in terms of style-wise. He's a decent match for him. Hittable. Hasn't fought in over a year, I think, as well. 15 months, I think. No, so, that's important for Stern, then. I'm not sure. I don't think he has, no. no. So, yeah, he, he got... Most people think he actually beat Stern. Yeah, yeah Stern definitely. That, but even then, even if you consider that a close fight, Francis Rose to beat Stern, maybe they're weaving yeah. So, on that basis... He shouldn't be worried for him, but maybe because it's him in the previous. I think we saw with um, the Buglioni one that he is just going to keep coming forwards. Yeah. Probably doesn't have the most power because. Couldn't get Buglioni. Yeah, we have seen Buglioni get um, stopped, but that was by Kamitsky, who's a freak. It's what he does. Yeah. So it's interesting. So we have seen Buglioni kind of play against like Markham, for example. Yeah. Which we can't be able to. And one big burden is trying to sort him out. But yeah, I think the thing with Gross, the an element of it is as well that thing with the Gutnet, the Gutnet situation has that mentally affected him as well. Yeah, we don't know how much that's going to at all. Um, Lots of hope not. Yeah, hundred percent. But he's even very honest in interviews where he said, "I feel completely fine and sparring and stuff, but ultimately I won't know until I get in there." Yeah, which is. Refreshingly honest, but then a little bit worrying. I'd probably prefer him just to be saying, oh no, I'm fine, and, and maybe even kidding himself a little bit, because he's, he's mentally strong, so I think he could be able to kind of convince himself that he's fine, but if we're going on form as well, if he, I think they've got to forget about him, that goodness, like, well, he did look very good, yeah. and he did very good in the marriage, but so if he carries that on, he'll do the job. He did the, the 12 okay as well. I know yeah. he wasn't having too much pressure put on him, but... He's, he put a... A good work with him. Yeah. On the road, when they both fight the so I think, I think he showed he's got the gas man. He's, he's, he had the skills to beat Buddy Jack, I think. Well. Say, Jack Amphoy, yeah. but he kind of surrendered them, so it's whether he does that again. They say as well, with um, having a kid, sometimes it actually makes you better because you put it more on the line because you want to earn, you want to keep earning for the child, so. I've, I've seen Rose say, he said he, he wants to get his and get it done so that he can get the big fights and then wrap it up so he can yeah. Okay, which is one way of looking at it I guess yes yeah, so one thing I would say as well is the only thing is it may have like the full time lucky more than I think I've ever seen yeah people saying oh is he finally going to do it well the same people complain when Frank Bruno got a shot for the full time like, they were praising him if you're good enough you'll keep you know if he does it it's going to be honest it's the WBA belt and at least it's the team about <laughs> it's not a regular you can unify it Paul Smith after that if you want well actually that Fight the uh, uh, WBA uh, chief is basically made out on Twitter. He's decided he's not going to sanction that fight anymore. <laughs> on the Twitter yeah, yeah, literally has. He was answering that and he said, Oh, God. So he'll be changing his mind, I think, this week. I don't really know what I really need to sell in Germany or anything. <laughs> no, but if I was to press you for um, a prediction, then uh, what would you say? I will say Groves UD. I'll say United to see, and I think Chidnod will show toughness in the able to say in there. And we'll have the usual with a gross fight where Chinon maybe enforces a higher pace for a bit and we start to think, oh, can Gross last? 
if you listen to the Sky commentary, they'll probably tell you he's about to gas out. <laughs> but I think he'll see it through and get the uh, get the unanimous decision. I think hopefully boxing with showing his skills, I think he should be able to put his mind to it. Yeah, I, I hope so. I, yeah, I would probably say the decision. I think Shinnov is one way they're going to have to put out Cole to stop him. Yeah, coming yeah. forward. So yeah, fingers crossed he gets that done, and then because if not. We're not going to enjoy the main event half as much as we probably should. No, no, very true. It'll be a bit of practice. It could be an awful day for me if Arsenal, <laughs> if Arsenal <laughs> lose, which is looking like, and then if uh, Groves loses as well. <laughs> but to go on to um, the main event, so we've got Brooke Spence. Yeah. Um, just go a bit about that. I suppose it's more what we don't know than what we do know with this one. Yeah. Because we don't know how weight-drained Brooke is, we don't know how the eye's going to hold up, we don't know how good Spence really is. Not, no, we don't really. Um, although we've got an idea from taking on people like Algeria and taking them out. I mean, what round did you take Algeria? It was four, five? Yeah. No one takes him out. No. <laughs> He's not the best fighter. No one takes him out like that. I think people have been talking about Spence's skills, but it comes to bang as well because he got him not winded out almost cold. Yeah, that was horrible, that one. <laughs> Decision because they're both technically good. 
I'm going to say broken Alex stoppage. I don't want to see this uh, broke Triple G round two any more times this week. <laughs> no. There's this myth that no. he had this great performance against Triple G. Yeah. Fair play, he didn't run away, which is no. what I would brave. say. Yeah, brave. But this thing of he's given the formula for Triple G and all this, he would have won if it wasn't for Guy. Guy didn't just miraculously go. Yeah. He punched out. So he broke his own monster. So, if we were to say he's on weight fine, his eyes fine, all this, I'm still going to go with Spence. And okay. I think in in big fashion. In fighting fashion. I think inside seven rounds really? to the body, I think. I think I think he's going to look very good. Yeah. I think the stories that have come out, I know you can't take too much of it, they've started to be confirmed more and more now. He did a big interview last week and they confirmed that uh, he did put the beating on Broner where he knocked him out in sparring with the headgear on. And he's confirmed that Freddie Roach has come out and said, yeah, I saw this happen. And he's um, he confirmed that he gave Mayweather that black eye okay. in the sparring. All these things, I, I know it's convenient to come out this week, but yeah. he's kind of never mentioned it and it's more than just him confirming it. It's people and yeah, he's just saying, yeah, yeah that, that did happen. He didn't say after he was like, this can happen to anyone in sparring, but yeah. that's kind of what you say, so you can so you can admit it, you just say that after, it's kind of... Don't want to like it. you're bragging about sparring, yeah. or whatever, yeah. That's, in a strange way, it would be a bit of a treat for us to see that, just to see yeah. him become potentially an American star. Uh, I don't want to hear the name Jeff Lacey any more times <laughs> this week. You definitely will as well. How much of the build-up did you see of the Davis Walsh fight? Did you tune in kind of just for the fight? It, I literally was only on just before and I still heard the Lacey reference. Because um, Buncey said before, he said, because we've got to take into consideration Jeff Lacey was a better fighter than Javante Davis is. <laughs> and then after the fight said... Um, why he's just he's just proving that. <laughs> he's yeah, it's never. But, I think you said it's never Crawford or whatever. No. Never compare him to these fighters over yeah. there and kind of hounded or after them. So I, I think know. it'll be a weird because he doesn't really bother me who wins as long as we see a good fight. I'm yeah. not. Yeah. Because the thing usually with the British fights, if I'm going to cheer them on for the fact they're British, is that we can then get the fights over here. But I don't think you're going to get Garcia Thurman or that over here. So. Yeah. You're going to get a car. Yeah. But that could be made of people. Yes. yes. I bet one comparison they do make it is, um, especially with Brock John Bunch, I compare it to uh, Boutte coming over it. Yeah. You know, they said, oh, Boutte just froze under the lights and the stadium stuff. Yeah. They'll say, oh, we're all else spent three, three thousand <laughs> probably. You know, it might have an effect on Yeah. But he looks, like I say, he looks like he's Yeah. I can't, I can't wait for it. No. But, so, um, Thanks again for listening to another edition of the Spitballing Podcast. Um, we'll be back next week as usual. If you could uh, like, share it, uh, comment and review. Uh, thanks to Sean again for coming on for the past uh, 14 weeks. I'm sure he'll be back in the future sometime soon after he's uh, come back from his little uh, swan away that he's going on. But um, if not, I think the NBA draft's coming up anyway, so I may have to get him on the phone then to do a little breakdown of that. So, um, but yeah, if you could uh, like, share, comment and all that. And then also, uh, myself and Sean have started a podcast called uh, Out of Order, which you can find on iTunes and SoundCloud. And if you can just give that a listen and a review and all that stuff, then that would be great as well. Thank you.